are back. This is Ellie Castine, and I'm here with Jess Fracolosi. Holla. And this is episode two of Handle With Care on air. So we are really excited. We are here with a guest today who we will soon introduce. But in the meantime, we wanted to just take a second to recap uh, what's been going on since our last episode, the feedback we've gotten. We are so grateful to so many of you for listening. Jess, do you want to start us off? I know we both heard lots from different people and we really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, lots of positive feedback, which is really nice because we were both uh, nervous going into it and I feel much more relaxed today. But also got a great piece of advice from my best friend, Kim. She said um, the podcast was phenomenal and you guys sounded like pros, except when you expressed self-doubt. <laughs> and it was such like a poignant thing for her to say, but I knew exactly the moments where she what she meant and it's just when you shed any cast of um doubt on yourself when you're um on air or (laughs) uh, you know uh, under under a microscope it becomes even larger so we've got to just be confident in ourselves and know that we're learning as we're going and uh yeah it's all good and I think that that also just sheds light on the broader picture of mental health and kind of this whole process of doing a podcast. I know for both of us, it's been such a new medium and it's totally just not like anything else in terms of a presentation or, you know, I spend a lot of my time writing and things like that. And you look, you work, you can curate, right. And you work so hard to strive for perfection, but realizing that that's first of all, just doesn't exist, Mm -hmm. um, in any capacity, but also that this really is a conversation and as you can see it's not scripted they're going to be you know arguably you could call them mistakes but it's really just us being honest and open and trying to have these real conversations that we hope that you can then have in your own lives too so um the other probably most notable piece that you may have noticed we started off as talking wellness oh yeah talking wellness (laughs) and here we are is handle with care on air you essentially just mentioned that yeah. this was really what we wanted all along. Yeah, it has a great ring to it. And I was trying to find the Insta- – we were both trying to find the Instagram and Twitter handles to go with Handle with Care on air, and it was, like, too much. So we started a Twitter account and an Instagram account just purely for the movement Handle with Care. And on that, you'll be able to find um, links and updates about the podcast Handle with Care on air. But – um it was just becoming too many too many titles. We want to stay cohesive. So with that, um, we this is our second Handle with Care on Air episode, and we are so excited to have here Sean Fracolosi, Jess, and I. Oh, hello everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we um, this seemed like a natural first guest for us. Uh, both of us, I know. Obviously, Jess knows Sean quite well, but live in the same house (laughs) where we are now. Um, But I have so enjoyed getting to know Sean over the last few years, and he um, is just such a good conversationalist. And so we knew that this would be easy and fun and a great way to kick off our series with guests. Well, thank you. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here with you ladies today. Uh, Hopefully talk about some wellness. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Um, I, I was excited. Sean came to mind right away because, um, he's somebody that is constantly striving to better himself, um, both physically, but especially mentally and emotionally. And he's very open. He's an open book as far as what he's going through. And I love that about him. But, um, I thought that 
our audience could also appreciate it. Um, great conversationalist and also somebody who's every day working on being a better version of himself for himself. Definitely. And I know we're, we're just going to keep talking about you like you're not here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I know that that's one of my favorite parts of, you know, going out to dinner with you all. In one minute, we are laughing hysterically and just talking about whatever trivial event has happened or whatnot. But then also the next moment, you know, Sean's opening up and being vulnerable and that allows both of us to be vulnerable too in exchange and have these really cool, um, deeper conversations. Yeah. Getting deep. Yeah. Blowing some minds here. But <laughs> I will say, you know, uh, I'm excited to be able to sort of discuss, uh, just trying, trying new stuff, trying to be, happy trying to be uh positive trying to kick some butt you know do this thing Mm -hmm. yeah well maybe we'll start there then um sean so what kind of does mental health mean to you broadly personally why do you see it as important oh I, i would say mental health to me i think about it personally i think uh mental health is really feeling like uh at peace with, with some balance, with some composure in your life. And we all recognize that life is tough, man. It's going to throw you some interesting stuff and you're going to feel like you're off balance. You might even be off balance, but the fact of the matter is you gotta, you gotta wake up every day and try new stuff and think about where you were and where you are and where you hope to be. And just sort of keep walking, Mm -hmm. keep walking. So, uh, I think for myself, I, I sort of, uh, you know, I struggle with some anxiety and some depression sometimes and some things that, you know, I sort of uh, try to find remedies for, you know, whether that might may be working out, eating right, you know, uh, maybe sometimes not eating right. All about Maybe that balance. That's right. You had a great right. HB Summer Share post. When we asked um, people to do self care. Sean posted uh, cannolis in the North End. Yeah, Hashtag self care. Go there. <laughs> Delicious. But like I said, I mean, I think that wellness a lot of times gets misconstrued as uh, this strict discipline. Yep. To to adhere to working out five days a week, eating right, eating at the same times, you know, seeing a therapist or, you know, any number of different means for making yourself better. But I think a lot of the times what it is, is asking hard questions of yourself. You know what I mean? Just saying, what, what do I really want? Trying to peel back that onion. I think a lot of people neglect that. Yeah. I think, go ahead. I I feel like people take a, you know, an internal temperature of themselves physically. How am I doing physically? Am I working out enough? Am I eating right? Am I sleeping enough? Um, do I need to go to my checkup and just starting to, and you do a great job of this is every day, not just how do I feel physically, but how do I feel mentally? And, um, and we'll get into this, but the importance and how using a journal can help by recording different patterns that you're noticing and how different moods and, um, stressors, are caused and influenced by the physical things in your day. And it's hard to keep track of that if you're not writing it down. But um, yeah, just letting, I think I I try to do it, but it's, 
easier for some people than others, but Sean, you do a great job of just like staying very aware every day of wh- what your mental state is and how you're feeling and kind of keeping a tab on it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, one of the aspects for me was I felt like I wasn't being honest to myself, which was a weird thing for a while. I had said, you know, um, I'm working out, um, uh, I'm eating right. I'm doing all the things necessary, but something's just not exactly there. So a big aspect of it had been, well, let's start asking some difficult questions, some long-term, when longitudinal questions. When you say something's not there, what was it? Be more specific. What, what wasn't there, I was just, uh, I, I was sort of uh, gauging my level of happiness by things like uh, professional success, uh, by my weight by my strength weird things but things that were uh that could be real yeah that they that they could be uh quantified so that was that was something that i had a real eureka moment when i uh when i started journaling and i know that we're going to sort of lead into that here but uh it was kind of making me calling myself on my own bullshit which is interesting because a lot of people you could imagine don't really do those sort of things. So, uh, anyway. Well, I think you've hit on a lot of really great points that I think are relevant for everybody. But I think a couple things, um, is, you know, we, we focus so much, it, it comes back to a bit of that perfectionistic, those tendencies to mm-hmm. get carried away and go through the motions. Okay. Did I check the box? Did I get a good night's sleep? Did I get up and get that workout in? Did I have a healthy meal? But then all of a sudden you realize where's the living in that too? Oh, yeah. Where's like the flavor and the fun. And mm-hmm. I know that happens to me too, where I get in these great weeks where I'm super regimented, but then all of a sudden I'm like, well, this feels flat. Mm-hmm. There's something missing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And perhaps that's similar to what that is, that's how it had been too. Cause I was kind of like, I felt like, okay, if I could just string, five days, 10 days, 20 days, you know, I had seen some results, but there was an aspect of it. Like we had sort of opened up with, you want to feel like mentally and spiritually at balance. You know what I mean? Which is right. Go ahead. (laughs) No, no, no. I just, it's, it's a, uh, it's something that you, it's a daily practice. It's a daily practice. Got to get out there. But I also commend you for checking in with yourself and being able to be honest that things weren't good. So many people get stuck and put their heads down and go through the motion because they don't want to ever step back and realize, is there something missing? And Mm -hmm. that, because that's, that's the harder work to do. And Mm -hmm. I think also, I really appreciated the way, you know, when we asked about what mental health means to you, this feeling of being at peace, Mm -hmm. I think in some ways too, that can be very overlooked and underappreciated. It doesn't necessarily mean that every day and every moment is fireworks and excitement and sky high fun. Mm-hmm. That's not realistic mm-hmm. and you can't maintain that. Yeah. But just being able to go through it all with some sense of peace, even if that means something discouraging happens, maybe that means that there needs to be a big adjustment, but still knowing in your core that you can breathe easier, knowing you're working to better yourself, which I know is something that you do work at. Yeah, and it's a journey. You yeah. know, it's like it. we know that we're going to be here for... <laughs> 50 more years potentially maybe more Let's maybe hope. less uh <laughs> but the idea is it's almost like shit's gonna change all the time mm-hmm. it's you're gonna you're gonna be thrown for a loop more often than not so i think that what you need to be honest with 
is yourself, number one. You just need to be able to say, man, you know, is this working for me? Right. Yeah. And, and try new shit. And I think a lot of people fall into, um, and I saw this happening even with you and myself for a while, is when you have a bad day or a bad couple days or life is hard and you're feeling stressed on a regular basis, um, you're feeling anxious and that anxiety is peaking at certain times and it's followed by feeling really down. Like it's very easy to say, well, this is life and this is the grind. And Mm -hmm. this is what is a result of working hard. And, um, and this is just what it's about. And it's very easy to commiserate with people about that, which is in some ways, I guess, healthy to, but, but we've talked about this before is the, the problem with commiseration too much is it it's like saying oh it's well a rabbit hole yeah it's a rabbit hole it's like w- woe is me and we're in this together whatever we'll, we'll you know this is it rather than lacing that with a little bit of well, what can we do about it and that solution-oriented mindset which has to come you've got to be committed to finding your way out of that rabbit hole of commiseration definitely and that sheds light on the power of the mind and your attitude Mm -hmm. and as cheesy and annoying as that sounds it really does change your entire approach to everything you do and how people respond to you and how you then continue you know the way you go through life yeah no i i think that i think that to be able to have tools or processes that allow you to uh, actively de-stress healthy mm-hmm. ways. You know, I mean, I know that Jess and your friends did a paint night, mm-hmm. stuff like that. I think that having a conduit for creativity is huge. Mm-hmm. I, whether it be writing haikus or, <laughs> or a poem or cracking out those watercolors, I think it's a, it's a good way to sort of work something out that you can't talk or think your way out of. Mm-hmm. Cause one thing that I could say about myself is, you know, I'm a thinker, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, I'm an extrovert and I sort of run myself through these, uh, these ideas and try to try to understand things, uh, overanalyze them a lot of the time. Analysis but, paralysis. Oh, analysis <laughs> paralysis is the term. But, uh, so, what I was trying to do was, you know, th- there's a lot of stuff going on in my life right now, in our life. And the idea had been to find some way to establish some universal truths, some things that really made sense to me. Mm-hmm. That once they're on paper, they kind of have lasting power. Have lasting power. And they and they and they they may mean something for the past or the or the future or just simply for right now. But I didn't know this until I simply went out and bought a effing moleskin. So, uh, the, I'll tell you kind of an interesting story about how it came together. Uh, had been feeling like I wanted to write some stuff down and I never do. I, I'm not a writing guy. I mean, other than signing my name on things from time to time, <laughs> I still write in cursive as you guys could see here, big cursive guy. But, uh, yeah, had been sort of high and low, left and right, up, down, inside and out. And I said to myself, hey, let's go get this thing done. The interesting part about it was I bought a notebook. I brought it home. And as a weird thing, I was like, I couldn't find a pen. And 
I thought to myself, I couldn't find the right pen to start it all off. And this was just this weird, uh, perfectionist, uh, OCD thing that I was doing where I was kind of like and you should see Sean's handwriting it is it's absolute perfection where I was like oh, if I can't start it this way it's not worth starting and and you know I I thought to myself I throw this out I need to just start putting pen to pad and getting stuff going and you know at first it felt weird you know uh I hated the way I wrote I hated what it looked like on the page uh but when I needed it most, it flowed, flowed out of me. And uh, now it's good. I mean, it's cathartic. I find and how funny is that, that like your, your first thoughts of writing in your journal were like, this is the wrong pen and my words look weird. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. And I mean, I, I, <laughs> so I, ironic. I had started by introducing myself to myself, which mm-hmm. was an interesting thing. And uh, from there, kind of just wrote about what I felt. Mm-hmm. And the cool part about it was, you know, I was, is, like I said before, is. you're still doing it, uh, calling myself on my bullshit. I'm finishing my thoughts. I'm throwing out bad, ugly, stupid shit. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that that's not real. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Or if there is some scary stuff, I address it and I try to, like I said, peel back that onion and figure out, you know, what's read, making me feel the way that I do. I read an interesting, I was reading a little bit a couple days ago about journaling and the um the link with mental wellness mental illness and how it can be used to help and something that i read was very it was really cool it was when you write the act of writing um uses the left side the analytical the rational side of your brain to put words together and then Mm -hmm. physically put them on paper and while that side of your brain is occupied the right side the creative side the side that um can follow intuition is free to sort of explore those without interruption so writing in a journal actually removes mental blocks and it allows you to kind of few it i think what it said was writing in a journal allows you to use your full brain power to better understand yourself and the world around you, which I thought is like scientifically that's cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, well, I'll tell you this one thing that I've been doing that is uh, kind of fun. And frankly, I think that it's pertinent given our age groups obsession with the phone is I, I will simply describe something. I'll just go to dinner I, I'm a sales guy. I travel a lot by myself. So I eat and write is what I do. I, I probably That's look all. like a, I probably look like a food critic is why I'm probably getting the service that I am, but I, I'm not. Uh, what I do is I simply will describe what's going on in the room or what I see or, or the, the environment or the ambiance. And it's kind of cool because you never really realize what you're missing when you're just running from point A to point B. Like to sit down and say, can I describe this, this plant or <laughs> could I describe this chair? A lot of people, yeah, you say you could, but then when you put that pen to pad, you're kind of surprised. Well, wow, here's my brain. My brain's going off. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which is for me, I, that, that was really kind of a shock. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. I think, you know, that's an element of what mindfulness is mm-hmm. it's really about being present in that exact moment and yes. not getting lost in your head and yeah, not mindlessly scrolling. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> Which, I think, oh, oh gosh, it's a, another for another discussion, yeah. but <laughs> yeah, what I will say is, uh, yeah, I, it's, it's been served me to this point. It's been feeling pretty good to be able to do something, uh, a little bit, a little 
different to try and make myself feel better. Would you say that like journaling and just starting to address, I guess journaling specifically, but does it help? Do you go to your journal when you're feeling anxious and you go to it to relieve that anxiety? Or is it more of something that's like a regular practice that is overall helping you? So it's interesting because how I choose to do it is it's a little irregular uh, as is my life. (laughs) But I would say what I try to accomplish with it is just simply say, try to do it as often as you can. It may mean once a day. It may mean three times a day. We're not talking novels or volumes here. It's just something, hey, I felt this way and here's what I think that that is. Or why did I feel this way? Mm -hmm. Prompt yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, you might not be able to figure it out in one passage, but what I'll do is I'll go back and read stuff and how I felt at that point and how I feel now in relationship to that. And the interesting thing is you kind of lose, you, you lose some of that stuff if you aren't capturing it somehow. Mm-hmm. What an important point though, that you have to do what works for you and not create these rigid stipulations around it. You Absolutely. know, otherwise you're just promoting the same practice you're trying to get away from. Yeah. Um, so that's really cool. That's a, that's a great point too, because I think like I had said journal every day Mm -hmm. and what that does is you don't want this thing that is so cathartic and therapeutic to become burdensome. Mm -hmm. Right. And a lot of things we could, all three of us say, uh, we have responsibilities in a few, maybe a few, (laughs) if we throw them all together here, we might have a couple, but what I will say is that this is this is fine. This is human. This is part of our human condition to to do things, right? And to have to do things, you know, to enjoy your life, to live your life. But also, you're going to do things, but you also need to give back, I think, is very important. Mm-hmm. You know, think, you know, just give yourself a chance to to breathe and calm yourself. And you know what I mean? Try to bring and, yourself and what back about, to stasis. Can we talk a little bit about, like the shame associated with the idea of having anxiety or an anxiety disorder, you know, can you share anything having to do with that? When you first started really feeling anxious, was there any sort of like guilt associated with that? Cause that's something that Ellie and I talk a lot about. And, um, Ellie introduced me to the author. Um, is it Brené? Brené Brown. Brené Brown, who, um, does great work on the concept of shame and how it plays a part and it prevents people from getting well. Yeah. Um, because if you can't, if you're ashamed of something, how can you really face it head on? Yeah. Well, I see the, as far as my, my anxiety, uh, it, it really manifests itself in a, in a, in a physical, in a, a very physical way. It's not necessarily long. Like I'm, I'm afraid of the prospect of something. Whereas though I, my effort and my energy grinds me a little bit. You know what I mean? And I get a but little, but that's still anxiety. That certainly that, you is. Know, and that's a, that's a big aspect uh, of trying to calm myself and relieve myself is through again, physical activity. I mean, that's been helping me and, and f- physical activity doesn't mean exercise. I think a lot of people, mm-hmm. they sort of tie these two things together. Uh, I know I'm sort of getting off topic there, but uh, the the idea that shame may be associated with anxiety for me, it, it you feel like 
your anxiety is going to negatively affect your life, hence making you more anxious. Mm -hmm. So there's this feeling of I can't get out of my own way. And I think that that's where a lot of the shame is derived from. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I, I think that asking yourself questions and saying, well, why am I upset? What can mm -hmm. I do to help myself out here? And, and sometimes, frankly, if it's friends or if it's life or if it's work, you might have to step away or, or find some sort of retreat. Mm -hmm. Help yourself out. You said a word in there, fear, and it made me think. Because we talk all, I, am, I get bad Sunday scaries. <laughs> and um, that's a funny, lighthearted way to say I get a lot of anxiety on Sundays about Absolutely. the week ahead. And, um, but it really is like a, it's almost, it's the same feeling as like fear that I would have like yeah. as a kid, you know, about Definitely. the unknown, um, fear of things that you can't control. And that's how it feels to me on when I, when I do feel anxious, I have this, I'm jumpy. I'm, I feel vulnerable. I feel like what uh, something's going to go wrong and I'm scared of what that is. Um, well, and, and that's exactly what anxiety treatment is, is mm -hmm. extinguishing those fears. It's mm -hmm. that anticipation of something, you know, if you have a fear of bees, the anxiety treatment is going to focus on exposing you to bees to mm -hmm. realize that, you know what, it's going to be okay. Or what's the worst yep. case that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And again, though, I think that goes back to what Sean was talking about, really about being present. You yeah. know, we're sitting there spinning our wheels. I saw a funny quote the other day that was like, worrying is like holding an umbrella, waiting for it to rain. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's doing you nothing mm -hmm. or, you know, it, it's not benefiting you in any way. Um, and yet every week you see all kinds of posts and talk about Sunday scaries, which is exactly right. It's a mm -hmm. euphemism for we're all, paralyzing ourselves yeah. with worry for the same Monday that comes each week that right. we handle and we get go through. through the week and often enjoy. I usually enjoy Monday. That's what most people. I get people, a lot done. I'm, yeah. I'm busy. <laughs> right. Oh. You're, you're back at it. And so it's just, yeah, we, we have, whenever either of us are, if one of us is stressed and the other um, is feeling a little bit more in control, we're oftentimes pull for the line. Nothing is fucked here. <laughs> <laughs> nothing is fucked here, dude. Nothing is fucked here, dude. And it's just a good way to, um, at least for me, it's like, wait, I'm breathing. <laughs> my feet are on the ground. You're going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. Nothing's fucked. <laughs> you know what I think something is cool is that the meme game now kind of is uh, normalizing Mental health. Mental health, yeah. I think. Because I feel like that people will meme about depression and anxiety more often. You see some people rolling around, oh, crippling anxiety. Mm -hmm. And I feel that although it's kind of poking at this, I think that people all are having this, uh, this mental health awareness revival in mm -hmm. a sense where you're yeah. like – Hey man, I feel something and it's, it's no, it's not a joke and it's not a, it, it we let's do this together. Let's be, you're not alone. Yeah. Not, you're most certainly not you're alone. You're not alone. And that's so much of what, you know, mental illness comes from is that feeling of isolation and whatever feeling that may be. Um, but and yeah. these little, and the, the surface level feelings of anxiousness of fear that go unchecked when they're around when they shouldn't be and there's really no explanation that you don't you got to dig deeper and figure out you know what why is this why is this floating around in my day and and if you don't if you let it go and then it can spiral into other things absolutely and I think you know what it sounds like you're journaling 
Sean has been helpful for you and what you're talking about too is really, you know, when you both pull yourselves out of those moments when you are spiraling on a Sunday is it's just being aware of it too. It doesn't mean you have to solve it in that minute, especially, you know, like Sean, you said, life happens and sometimes it's not fun, Mm -hmm. but calling it what it is and letting it be what it is. Mm -hmm. Yes, this sucks. And Mm -hmm. I'm feeling really down about it. Mm -hmm. But instead of trying to push it away and waste all your energy doing that because it's not going anywhere right it's gonna be there what a interesting platform sunday is because sunday is like you get to catch the scaries they're gonna be there they're going to arrive and that's like everyone that is experiencing sunday scaries in some respect or another is kind of dealing with anxiety and what that is is it's just literally peering into the week ahead Mm -hmm. and letting being unable to control being unable to unable to control whatever fears or doubts you have from that week. Mm -hmm. Whereas someone that doesn't experience the Sunday scaries may simply be able to say, Oh, it's just, Hey man, it's Sunday or Monday, whatever. I don't care. Monday's tomorrow. Not Monday's tomorrow. Not today. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I know from my own life, I, that's always a good gauge for me of where I'm at overall, Mm -hmm. because when I do find that I'm, I wake up on Sunday and I, I feel, you know, as the day goes on and we get closer to Monday and I start to feel that, feeling that we've all been there I'm like okay what's happening in my world that needs to change what's what do I need to check in with myself what is what's going on here how can I bring it back to the present and sometimes that is bringing in those creative activities going making sure to go for a walk because when when I'm in a good place with that Sundays are my favorite day Mm -hmm. you never have anything yeah it's awesome yeah I can if I can be present in that moment what a beautiful thing it's like a bonus bonus day it's the one day where you can say no to things because just because it's Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. So So all about that reframe again. Yeah. Um, so this has been great so far. I feel like we could all sit here for the rest of the evening. Um, but maybe you all won't feel the same way. (laughs) So (laughs) I want to make sure that we're trying to keep these around the 30 minute mark. Yeah. Um, but is there anything, Sean, you know, thank you so much for being here and sharing all of this. Thanks this, for having me. This has really been wonderful. And I think you're just such a good example of someone that is so successful in every sense of the word on a personal level um, as well as professional. And yet it's really brave and just awesome to see somebody that's willing to own what we all feel and what mm-hmm. we've all gone through. But often feel that there is some sort of stigma to talk about it Mm -hmm. um so it's been really nice having this open conversation no perfect i i I was a pleasure speaking with you ladies thanks as always (laughs) is there any kind of final message that you would want to share with our beloved listeners I, i guess uh it's about the journey man we're all we're all trying here we're all trying to do our best trying to feel good give yourself a break you know I think that's the most important thing. You got to just recognize it's pretty chill to be here. Yeah. We're all here. It's a pretty awesome life. And uh, aspect is, man, just ask yourself hard questions. Do what's right for you. You yep. know what I mean? Everything's going to be all right. Yep. Take a deep breath and let the rest come easy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> thank you. Um, I urge all of you to try to embrace your next Sunday. Bring in that creativity. Get something good going on. Stay present. Challenge yourself in that way. That's it. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, Before we let you all go, 
we would love um, any, we appreciate all the feedback we got from the last episode, any feedback from this episode, questions you might have, topics you'd like us to cover. Jess and I are definitely open and really want this to serve you all. So um, we would love to hear from you, whether that's via Twitter. um, Handle underscore W underscore care. Got it. And Instagram is handle underscore W underscore care underscore no handle (laughs) handle w care underscore yes yeah (laughs) you'll find us you'll go to the website yeah or you can email (laughs) us hwc at handlebarcycling.com um lastly on tuesday september 19th we we mentioned this at our last um episode but we have our event in honor of national recovery month Um, We will be at the Rockwell Theater over in Somerville in Davis Square, and we are so excited. More than 200 of you have registered, so it is going to be quite the evening. We'll be showing the HBO documentary, Warning, This Drug May Kill You, um, followed up by a panel, um, which we are just beyond ecstatic about and think it'll be a really meaningful and educational evening. Yeah, we're going to... show the film and then use the panel to really highlight um, some of what the film doesn't go into, but the, the links and the ever present um, correlation between mental illness and addiction. Um, So something to think about and show respect to national recovery month, gain awareness, which is our number one goal here. So um, tune into the podcast following the event. Hopefully we'll have some cool takeaways there, but thanks for listening guys. Thank you. Until next time. (laughs) Later, Gators.